0: Now, once
1: again, here's Mark.
2: Well, welcome back,
1: everybody, four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee, and we're here at your service talking about cars. You're welcome to join us. Lines are open, 602 508 This is called self-defense for car expense. That's what it's all about. Wait, let me turn on your microphone because I forgot. I'm sorry. What did you say?
3: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: And, I, I, you, folks, you, you already know I'm kind of ornery. Really? Oh, that's. <laughs> but but I, somebody my,
3: said you're nice the other day. I said, really? I haven't seen that. Now <laughs> I'm just. <teasing. laughs>
1: well, people do say that to me. <laughs> they say, you know, oh, you. And I say to them, you know, I have a bad side too. But I think it's. I can explain it pretty simply. Okay. All right. My mantra is: play by the rules. You miss all the fun. Yes. And and that's all there is to it. That's just um, if anybody is going to not play by the rules at one time or another, and I think you'll agree, I accept the risk, and I, 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 I accept the butt-chewing that goes along with it from whoever. Now, folks, it isn't uncommon in my radio world for me to get a phone call from a high high-ranking administrator of the radio that starts off with, did you really say this on the radio? (laughs) And and the answer is yes, I did. Mm. I did. I I, I think I said one day, that really wads up my panties. Yeah. And that really created a firestorm because um, a lot of the guys called and said, Does he wear panties? Yes. Well, of course I don't wear panties. If you knew me, you would know I don't wear panties. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole picture. The picture of me wearing panties. Uh, But I have worn panties on my head every (laughs) once in a while. We went to Rawhide one night. And, um,
3: I don't know why you get into these stories. Okay, don't you have something else we were doing? <laughs> car, <laughs> self-defense for car expense. <laughs> okay,
1: all right, all right. Well, let me tell you first about Action Auto Repair up at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom owns Action Auto Repair. He's a friend of mine, as is everybody. You see, folks, I have a list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. You can find it at MarkSalem.com. The, the, the best car repair shops are guys i vetted for you. It's guys I know. I know that they're going to be open to, to customer complaints. They know that I will guide them, and, they know, and, and most of the time, 99% of the time, they just take care of it. Right. They, they do a good job. But these guys all have five years of experience. They've all been around the block. Almost all of them have gray hair, and they've been around the block a lot. So our best car repair shop's list started in 1988 long before anybody else had a referral network. We are the oldest in the entire state of Arizona, and we got a lot of copycats, but yeah. that's okay. I'm yeah. flattered. But Tom at Action Autos I-17 in Deer Valley, he's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. He served that area, Deer Valley and North Phoenix area, since 1983. They they're really good. Tom and his staff are really good, and he has a BMW master technician, so he he does all cars, but he's especially bright on BMWs. So if you live in the North Phoenix area and you're looking for a good BMW tech. Then Action Auto would be a good place to go, and he has ASE Master certified technicians. So that means they also have gray hair mm-hmm. most of the time. Right. All right. Self defense for car expense. You ready?
3: Right. Uh, you, late, were, you were gonna. Oh, okay. You're gonna read that email. I was gonna say you were gonna tell women what to say when okay. they're getting their car fixed.
1: Well, um, they're gonna say two things. They're gonna say, "Is this a guess or a fix?" Right. And because I'm not guessing with my money. Mr. Service Rider, Mrs. Service Rider, we're going to guess with yours. Fixing, I pay. Mm-hmm. Guessing, you pay. Right. Okay, I'm not paying for guessing. Mm-hmm. Number two, oh, thank you for that laundry list of things that you think my car needs. You know, I'm just so forgetful. Would you write down um, all those things on a piece of paper and just kind of sign your name to it and put your phone number on there so that I can call you back mm-hmm. if they're lying about that list. Right. They ain't never going to do that. Right. And I have a lot of women that tell me they use those words and they don't get what they ask for. Really? So if they're lying about what your car needs. Now, here's, here's something else. Okay. Um, a lady says, I took my car in um, because I overheated the brakes coming down the mountain from Payson. Okay. So um, I had a vibration when braking. The first shop said it was caused by motor mounts.
3: Wow. When braking?
1: Yeah. Okay. And that's because she overheated the brakes and warped the rotors. Right. Okay? It has right. nothing to do with motor mounts. Motor mounts. mounts. Exactly. Shop 2 found the front brake rotors warped. Bingo. Right. And the pads are fined, and they fixed the issue for $100. Okay. And the other people wanted $800 to replace the motor mounts. Wow. The kid, the person that said the motor mounts didn't have a clue. He was just selling. But the hazard of selling is the lady still had the warped rotors after he put the motor mounts on. That's the guessing and fixing part. Right. Okay. Then Shop A also recommended this. The power steering hose is leaking. You need a power steering flush. You need uh, an engine mount A, engine mount B, engine mount C. You need lower control arm bushings because they're cracked. And you need a power steering pump for $1,300. You need a valve adjustment for $512. You need a cabin filter for $90. You need a serpentine belt for $352. Your wiper blades are streaking. And I say to myself, if anybody knows if them wiper blades are good, it's the idiot behind the wheel. There is no reason for us to tell you it's streaking. Okay, and if they're not streaking, you need to look them in the eyes and say, "Give me your, my keys back. I'm out of here." Mm-hmm. Okay, air filter's dirty for 35. Spark plugs 308, um, and the fuel surface is 296. But nobody can define the fuel service. No one says I'm going to fix the following symptoms because the customer goes, well, "I don't have those symptoms." Right. And the air filter box bolts for thirty dollars. Okay. Okay. It went to another shop. This right. is This is what the shop says. I charged her $150 for resurfacing the rotors and fixing the air filter bolts. Nothing else I agree with. Wow. Nothing else I agree with. Come to find out, none of the motor mounts were bad, and the valve adjustment was supposedly due but in fact it had been done already. The serpentine belt was um, in poor condition. They disagreed with that vehemently? Yes. Is that how you say Mm -hmm. that? um the cabin air filter they said it was dirty it's crazy it was virtually brand new the cabin air filter um the spark plugs well they t- quoted 308 but they had been done at 77000 miles and again at 109000 miles so why were the spark plugs bad right. so the bottom line is the lady was faced with a total estimate I'll find it here in just a minute. Find Next it page, maybe five five
3: thousand seven hundred and
1: thirty two dollars worth of repairs that was demonstrated. You need right now, right? And the only thing in there, they, as a matter of fact, they had nothing in there that actually fixed what she took it in for, which was the brake rotors that were warped because she had a vibration because she overheated the brakes. Mm-hmm. So five five thousand seven hundred thirty two dollars from shop over here, and then this guy over here says I, I fix everything for a buck fifty, right? Uh, and, and most of this stuff I have looked at, yes. and I am telling you, you don't need this. Yeah, I'm not... And
3: they're just hoping maybe she'll do a portion of that and bring it back for more later or something yeah. like that. Then I have the notes from the shop.
1: Okay. And this is what the technician writes, and he's a master. All right. And this guy is, I know him. Okay. Brake, check brake pulsation. Front brakes are, are pulsating, um, but they have 11 30 seconds of tread, of pad. That's Still virtually good. brand new. Right. Both front rotors have four thousandths run out. And the max is six. Okay. So, I or 40,000 the max is six. So I need to do the rotors. Um, and so he, he, he shows the rotor thicknesses. Air filter and cabin filter is okay. The mounts are okay. I don't see a power steering leak. The front bushings on the right front lower uh, control arm is starting to split. I would not address it at this point. Everybody uses the word cracked. Mm-hmm. And cracked is a word that drives me crazy. It's either good or it's bad. Now, control arm bushings, if they're bad... There's a clunk when you come to a stop, or there's a clunk when you take off. That's it. Cut and dried. Okay. So he says, I wouldn't do it because it just has a split in it. I like that. So he turned the front rotors. He replaced and repaired the broken air filter bolts and re-tapped the holes and installed new bolts. Mm Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, I'm looking at the bill here. There's an air cleaner bolt assembly for $2. So you yeah. charged $2 for the bolts. Remove and retap the bolts in the air box. They charged $35. They charged $100 to resurface the brake rotors to get the pulsation gone. And the out-the-door price was one forty-eight thirty-two.
3: dollars mm-hmm.
1: 32 Now, do you think that that lady... 5,700 versus 148,52. Do you think that was a good move for her to seek a second opinion? Absolutely. Now, let me tell you this. How many hours extra did it cost her of time? How many hours? Okay, let's start with they gave her the estimate of 5,700. So okay. she leaves. Right. So she has to find another shop. Right. She has to call the shop and make an appointment. Mm-hmm. She has to take the car in and then she has to wait for the for the uh, the the uh, inspection. Two or three hours, maybe. And I'm going to double that. Okay. I'm going to say ten hours. Okay. So if she saves fifty six hundred dollars mm-hmm. in ten hours, what is that hourly rate?
3: She saved how much?
1: Fifty six hundred. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't know. Divided by ten, fifty six dollars an hour.
1: Yeah. And I'm ge- I'm causing her ten dollars an hour or ten hours. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's, not that
3: much. But. Yeah,
1: so I'm getting the calculator out just because I, I'm embarrassed sometimes because I I mess up and I I yes. I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Fifty-six hundred mm-hmm. divided by ten is fifty-six. Is five hundred and sixty
3: dollars an hour? Okay. Oh, yeah, 560. What am I right. thinking? Yeah, right. I can't even do I know, math but it, radio's a lot of pressure in radio. I There's know. a lot of pressure. You make in, me think too fast. Yeah. And I don't want to do that on uh, Saturday. My point is this. I thought 56 was a little cheap. And Jim's saying, oh, my gosh, how come they can't add and subtract? He's
1: the only one that has my phone. And yes. he comments on the radio all the time, but he is Mr. Mathematician. He is, I he know. He can do stuff in his head that uh, I've never seen anybody do. Right he's a he's a retired policeman he's been hit in the head so many times even his head is dented <laughs> you know what i'm saying plus he has this big head that's the size of a volkswagen anyway so and his, he's name, your is, friend. his name is he's named Jimmy B all the guys from phoenix that are retired know who Jimmy B is okay but the idea is, is my point is this if i paid a customer 560 dollars an hour to get a second opinion
3: Yeah, they take
1: that. They take it. Now, if it's only five hours like you suggested or two or three hours like you suggested, all of a sudden we're at $1,000 an hour.
3: Or more, yes. Yeah.
1: So it's a good idea. Now, more than likely, she's going to enhance her position even if she needs some of this. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really jumps out on me is, is they had almost fifteen hundred dollars worth of power steering work and the technician writes on mm-hmm. the ticket let me have the ticket the technician writes master tech well-respected guy writes down here on his soft copy book um, power steering here, here page two he didn't oh.
3: see any power steering leak I think you wrote that's that's no
1: power steering leak yep and he underlines it So that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So that means the pump isn't leaking, the hoses aren't leaking, the rack isn't leaking, there's no power steering And the customer should have said, well, I don't have anything on my driveway because that just cuts your heart out. How are you going to sell your customer on $1,300 worth of power steering work when they say two things? I've never added fluid to my power steering, and I, there's nothing dripping on my on my garage floor. Right. How do you answer that?
3: Yeah, but sometimes we've run into a couple things lately where it isn't dripping on the ground, but it's dripping onto a fuel rail or somewhere like that. A frame mean, rail. frame rail or yeah. something like that. Um, so you don't always see it. But there was a guy that called the other day that had gone into a cook glue place, and They wouldn't even change his oil because they said he had such a massive oil leak that, you know, they didn't want to be responsible for it. Well, he brought it in, and, you know, we showed him when it was up in the air, and there was a little bit of a leak, but there wasn't a massive oil leak. And they told him his oil wasn't low, which he hadn't added oil either, so it was kind of crazy what's going on. Did they try to sell him a fix for the oil leak? No, they didn't even want to touch it, which was surprising. Why wouldn't they? Because, you know, it needed a whole... What was the oil leak at?
1: What 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 did it ultimately the be? The oil
3: filter housing
1: was leaking. Yes, but that's an O ring. So it was a General Motors product. Right. So they did they replace the O ring housing? No. I think it's thirty bucks. Yeah. I it's, mean. It's no. two
3: bolts, drop it down, put a new O-ring on it. It it was more than that because okay. I think that it was like a $700 estimate or something like that. Okay, then the place. whole housing was bad. Exactly, okay.
1: yes. Or, or it could have been leaking above and it's dripping over the lower fillings. Yeah, so, so you can't really give me any information, so I can give you a dollar estimate.
3: I should have had the work order, but okay. I don't.
1: 508 960 One more time, and I won't mess it up. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty.
4: For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
5: The following is a paid political announcement.
6: Are you ready to make America great again?
0: That was Phil Lovis at the Trump rally in Prescott weeks before the election. While the liberal media said Trump didn't stand a chance, Phil Lovis was the first Arizona legislator to endorse Donald Trump and become the statewide chairman for the presidential campaign. Phil Lovis was a conservative leader in the state legislature, pro-life, supports tax cuts, and
5: defending the Second Amendment. I'm Phil Lovis. I'm running for Congress to support the president's agenda and drain the swamp. That means term limits, and ending pensions for members of Congress like I did for Arizona legislators. I'll protect American jobs and fund a strong military. And even though it angers the liberal media, we need to build a wall and protect our southern border. And know this, I'll stand up for the West Valley and support our president.
0: Phil Lovis, with Trump early, with President Trump now. Paid for by
5: Lovis for Congress. I'm Phil Lovis, and I approve this message. When I grow up,
1: Welcome back, everybody, 21 minutes okay. after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're going to clean something up real quick here.
3: Okay. Okay? Sure.
1: You told me off the air that the guys thought that the the oil change place may have tried to get the oil filter off, and this massive oil leak, they found this massive oil leak, and what your concern was, and our concern as in general was, is why... The oil leak didn't seem severe to us, but why would they refuse to change the oil if it had an oil leak? Right. Okay, I think what happened uh-huh. is, is they went to take the oil filter off, and the housing began to leak. Right. And I think they were scared at that point to say to him, you need to have this housing addressed because whoever put the oil filter on last time may have over-tightened it. But Mm -hmm. nevertheless, the next guy that takes it off is going to break the seal on the oil filter housing. Right? Yeah, he thinks
3: they might have done it, and then they got scared, and they didn't want to have to pay for it. So they just said they weren't working on it because it was such a bad leak. And and that does
1: happen sometimes. Now, if the housing itself is broken, I'm not paying for it because I didn't break it. But if the seal's broken... I, we're just going to take care of it. Sure. It's just it's just one of those things. It's too hard to explain to the customer. You have this major oil leak now, but it, I know you didn't have one when you came in. Right. But when we took the oil filter off, we caused this problem, or that. Whoever would have taken it just doesn't sound good. It just doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound sure good. Doesn't. All right, Darwin, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you?
6: Good morning, sir. I got a couple of questions. Okay. And I have an O1 Ford Escape V6, hundred 110,000 miles. <clears throat> and it is starting to develop an oil leak, oh well, every 24 hours about the size of your thumbnail. Okay.
5: And and then I have a
6: smaller oil leak coming from the rear differential. Is uh, there anything secretive and I know professionals wouldn't do it for something to put in the oil to maybe help stop that or do I have to replace all the gaskets?
1: No, 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 no. What what you have to do is you have to triangulate the drip. Okay, so you stand in front of the car and hopefully your wife's not in it and the motor's not racing. So you're standing in front of the car and you look down and you say, "Okay, that oil leak is to the right of the hood crack or the center line of the hood, about four inches to the driver's side. Then you go over by the driver's side front tire and you get down on on one leg and you go, oh, okay. well, that oil leak lines up with the front opening of the fender. So now you've triangulated the leak. Then you take a piece of tissue, and you wipe the leak up, and you take it to your shop, or you call the shop and say, hey, how much will you charge me to look and analyze an oil leak? And they usually they say a rack charge, 25 bucks, something like that. Put it up on the rack, but we want you here, and we want you to show us how you... And you need to tell us where it's coming from, where it's dripping, because that up above that is where the problem's at. On the differential, it's only going to be four places. It's the cover... It's the pinion seal, or it's one of the axle seals, or somebody overfilled it and it's blown um, fluid out of the vent on the top. That's pretty easy. So at the 110,000 miles, I doubt very seriously you got a major problem on that ref- rear differential. It's probably just an axle seal, or it's a vent, or somebody overfilled it, or maybe the cover just needs to be taken off and and glued back on. There's lots of possibilities. The engine oil leak. It could be an oil pressure switch. It could be a filter that's leaking. It could be a front seal on the crankshaft there's lots of things that d- does not require the complete replacement of all the gaskets it, it, that's just the that's the the boogeyman in your head that sometimes shops put in your head but in reality 50 sixty percent you agree of the oil leaks are not the big dogs right they're not the the big no. ones that are three four five six hundred dollars sure they're not yeah so
6: okay and no. on the same vehicle no matter whether the engine's cold or warm or hot, when I start it, the RPM jumps up to 2,000, and it takes three to five seconds to come back down to its normal idle.
1: Okay. Um, I think most shops that fix that for you for about $150 and I think what needs to happen here is we need to take the idle air control motor off and clean it up and reset it to its basic default parameters and I, need, I think we need to clean the throttle blades and I think you're going to find it and if I'm $150 this is how I work it. I say 125 to 175 So I don't have everybody in the city of Phoenix being mad at Mark Salem for setting prices. So I'm going to tell you most of us will clean the throttle blades and now I want to tell you something. I'm guessing on your repair. If you change the question to Mark, if this was your car, what would you do? I would say that's exactly what I would do. I clean the throttle blades and I clean up the air co- idle air control motor. In a fuel injected car, if we want more idle, we open up the cone and open up an air orifice. When we want to shut the idle down, we move the cone back in and block the air. So we don't add fuel. We add air, add or subtract air. The air control motor is constantly, it's constantly moving. Well, it gets all carboned up and ugly. The worst case scenario is, is the air control motor shorted. and and if that's and, But it's not going to not function because you said it comes from 2,000 down to normal. Yeah. So it's not stuck. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd say it's at 2,000 and it won't come down from there. So this really is an easy one, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking at your mileage of 110, and I think... Now, who drives it, you or your wife?
6: Both of us, but mostly me.
1: Okay. Are you a light-footed driver? Are you a Uh, Rapid Roy the race car boy?
6: I can be all the above. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Well, the i control motor won't really have anything to do with whether Grandma's driving it or Rapid Roy the race car boy's driving it. Um, the throttle blades are going to be just activity. So if you're a lot of city driving, the throttle blades are going to be dirtier than if you're out there with your cruise control set at 75 miles an hour. So um, I, I think I would take it in and say, hey, I got this thing that's stabbing up the idle. Give me a basic diagnostic fee. Now, this is probably one of those that's going to cost you X to find it and a little bit more to fix it. Because if they take the idle air control monitor out to look at it and it's all carboned up, then basically that's the diagnostic. Now all i got to do is clean it up. So okay. it, it, it kind of looks like that. Do you have a garage that you really like? Yes. Okay. You good.
6: recommended me one many years ago. Okay. Jerry's Auto out there by uh, uh, Patchy Junction almost.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to tell you, a variety of shops over the last five years <clears throat> have decided to go in different directions with respect to marketing strategies, and I am never hurt by that. So Jerry's is no longer on my best car repair shops list, but that doesn't mean he's not a good guy. That just means that he might want to spend his money at somebody else, with somebody oh, else. Oh, they
6: take they take very good care of me. I'm really happy.
1: Okay, and I'm happy to hear that you're happy. So yeah. anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate your call. We had a caller that called in and asked about he he the question was, does high octane gasoline help keep your engine oil cleaner? And the answer is no. the the relationship between those two would be very similar to is mark going to act like his wife who's a nun there is no relationship between that okay (laughs) you're the nun Uh, there's no there's there's you know there's nothing there okay (laughs) okay you you have you you act like you and i act like me and that's so the answer is no let me ask you this question high octane What's the difference between high octane gas and regular gas? I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you after the break. Okay. Because I can draw it in your... I, and part of radio is is drawing pictures with your mouth. Sure. And because I've been doing radio for since 1988, I'm pretty good at doing that. So when I come back I'm going to I'm going to tell you what's the difference between premium and regular. Right. And I'm going to tell you unequivocally. I know the numbers on the pump but
3: I don't really know.
1: Yeah, the and numbers. And I should know that. The octane <laughs> and the price. Right. We have a Camaro with a blower on it and I, I just filled it up with premium the other day and it was $2.88. Yeah. A gallon. I know. I put it on your credit card too. Nice. <laughs> 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960.
7: Hey Dan, can you believe it's our 10-year anniversary of getting a great night's sleep? I know, Trina. For 10 years, Z-Quiet has been helping couples like us kick snoring out of bed. Think of the millions of lives we've changed. And that all happened years before other snoring companies showed up on the scene. Z-Quiet really started a revolution. Hi, we're Dan and Trina. As the founders of Z-Quiet, people often ask, what sets us apart from the competition? It's easy. Snoring was our problem, and we know what night after night of snoring does to a relationship. Visit GetZQuiet.com. ZQuiet was developed to treat my snoring, and we realized there were other couples that were desperate for a simple and effective solution. We're so proud that ZQuiet has become America's trusted name in snoring solutions. Get ZQuiet and kick snoring out of bed
8: forever. Get $20 off the regular price when you text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Text Sleep. To 246810 or go to getzequiet.com and get $20 off today. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Khesan. A pact that dug in, in Da Nang A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster.
5: So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes.
8: That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all they
2: move. Welcome back, everybody.
1: 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is the biggest thorn I've ever had in my sight. Oh, honey. Her name,
3: honey, her name is me, Renee,
1: my wife, and um, my business partner and my conscience, and the school marm that uh, counsels me when I say bad words. Oh, boy. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Automotive. He's Kurtz Auto Repairs up at Scott, um, I'm sorry, I 17 and Bell. Kurtz has been around a long time, since 1987. I've known Kurtz for many, man, Kurt for many, many years, and mm-hmm. I know Jeff and Eric, his two master techs. Yeah. And they're young bucks, and they're a little sassy sometimes. But they're us, all nice people. But us older guys have to, every once in a while, just put them in their place. Okay. Anyway, Kurtz is a good guy, and I have sent people to him more than once that he's pulled a rabbit out of his hat. I remember a lady who needed an engine, and she had been told that by two or three shops. Yeah. And Kurtz went and fixed mm-hmm. it, and the bill was less than 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And she was just happier than heck. And and clearly, by the price, she didn't need a new engine. Right. She needed an oil pressure switch. Boy. So the diagnostic and the testing of the oil pressure and then the replacement of the switch is like a, less than 150 bucks. So yeah. Kurtz is a good guy. So if you live anywhere near Bell and I-17 and you don't have a good shop and maybe you have a domestic or foreign... Both gas or diesel doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. That's Kurt's Automotive, Kurt's Auto Repair, Bell and Scottsdale Road. Okay, let's go to Tom. Tom, good morning. What mistake did good I make? Good morning, that, Mark. What mistake did I make that you want to correct?
9: Oh well, none at all. You probably just answered my question <laughs> And Kurt.
1: Oh, okay. um,
9: I, I don't live I don't live far from him, but I wanted to say how lucky are you you get to work with your wife. I'm jealous. Y- yeah. He is. But I do oh. have a question. I'm I just pointing that out. I was just is she hitting you right now I hope? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I am. No, I'm
1: hitting my head.
9: Good. <laughs> uh, Tom, okay. Well, Tom's your brother, isn't like he? Yeah. Yeah. I I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I'm driving a 2007 Kia Sportage. Okay. And about a year ago, the door handle of the driver's door came off in my hand, okay? Okay. And being being a smart guy that I am, I ordered one online and thought I could do it myself. Well, I get the door apart, and there's one little part or turn it won't go on. So give me a good place to take it so I can get my doorknob fixed.
1: Okay, now you
9: already that's have the door handle. I'm looking for. All right, I have the door handle. Okay. I hope it's the right one. It looks like the old one, other than it's not broken.
1: Okay, we need to plan for Plan B. Okay. Okay. No one's going to know if that's the right door handle till the door panel comes off and we get the handle in our hand and we can match it. So Plan B is is you need to be prepared to have them go get you the door handle if that's not the right one because they're going to have your door yes. apart. You don't have a choice.
9: So yeah, I, I've mentally prepared for that, that I probably may, may have thrown that 50 bucks away or whatever. No,
1: no, no. It's okay. Now, most shops are going to say this to you, and I know ours would. Mm-hmm. Tom, I'm going to bail you out of this mess because I know that your wife's probably going to hurt you. So I'm going to bail you Correct. out of this mess. I'm going to use your parts. But, Tom, I want you to know that we don't normally take customers' parts because if there's a warranty issue, then yep. I have to prove that the installation wasn't the problem and the part's bad, which means I have to do a bunch of work for free. So, Tom, right. I, I love you as a customer. I'm going to do it for you this one time. and and But I just want to know, to know that it's not – now, if you're close to Kurt's at I-17 and I- Bell, <laughs> tell him yeah. – Tell him that you have um, pictures with me, uh, with a, uh, a woman other than my wife's, and tell him that you have value in those pictures, and that you'll sell them to Salem, <laughs> and you can pay the what, bill. <laughs>
9: well, I didn't hear, I didn't hear, what was your wife's first name? Renee. That's the name I want to throw. Uh, Renee, yeah, okay, there throw you go. Thank around. you. <laughs> that's, that's the one I'm going to throw around. Right. Exactly. And, and just. And you know, you think I would know better. I'm in the air conditioning trade, so I know what it's like when customers want to buy their own parts and have me put them in. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, yeah. I, I go, but I just thought it would be very simple and easy. I watched a video online and da, da da but it wasn't an exact vehicle. So, yeah. yeah, I knew better, but I just thought, you know, how hard can it be? I fix things. Right. Well, obviously, not my door. No, Tom. And I'm not no, a car mechanic. No. So. Tom, I, I agree with you.
1: From one businessman to the other. I don't want to lose you as a customer, but I do want to lay kind of groundwork about the rules. So it's sure. not uncommon. I, how many times a month do we have this and we waive the rule?
3: Yes. I mean, okay, it's, a lot.
1: It's a lot, and, yeah. and, and, and And so here's the deal. With computers, then I go into Tom's file mm-hmm. and I start. On this date, I told Tom that we don't want to install his parts anymore. And so he was really nice about it, but we've already, he's, we told him on this date that's what computers are for sure but but we don't want to lose a customer and kurtz is not going to make a big deal about this and especially if you say that um i'm more afraid of renee salem than i am mark that's right he'll understand that that's
9: that's
6: it
1: i've been
9: lucky most of my vehicles have been under warranty the last oh eight ten years but now a couple of them are out of warranty i haven't had any repairs yet but yeah. Here we go. I finally got my first one that's yeah. over my head. So you spell that Kurtz, is it K U R T Z? How do you spell that?
1: No, it's C U R T S. Oh C-U-R-T-S. C-U-R-T-S. And let me C-U-R-T-S. Tell you, yeah. yeah. Let yeah. me tell you went, a funny story. The other day a DJ, who's a retired policeman, and, and folks, I work with retired policemen because we're all experts. They do accident reconstruction. I do mechanicals. A DJ calls me, and he says, I want to buy a van. Who do I take it to? And I said, take it to Kurtz. And just tell him to put everything on my bill. That's right. what I said. Okay. So fast forward right. a couple of days later. I get a memo. Uh, an email memo from Eric, right. who's a service manager, and he goes, uh, DJ stopped by and we did a used car check over on his van and all that kind of stuff, but DJ wanted a 55-gallon drum of 540 synthetic oil. He wanted a two cases of carburetor spray and a full set of belts and hoses, so I've got this bill here for about $3,100. Did you want to pay this with a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> nice. nice. And so he, clearly it's it's not the case, right. but they, they're gigging me. Yep.
9: They're right. gigging me me so all right well thank you very much for your advice and i will uh, definitely do this all right okay good luck
1: right. to you hey and you know what i do i might uh, if you said to him if you'll give me uh this a buy on this round then i'll uh, cut my service charge in half the next time you have an air conditioning problem
9: mm-hmm. yeah Something. well you know fair is fair the funny thing is is, is i'm on the other side of the count now um i'm assistant manager at a store a distributor yeah. so i don't go out out to, in the field anymore
6: yeah. I, understand.
9: I really really love you a lot on the <laughs> side but i don't like doing side work so yeah. um i'm I getting understand. old my body's breaking you know but um like you say i'm just looking for someone that'll be fair i'm not yeah. looking for any favors just somebody fair honest that that's all we can ever look for in any industry nope. so there you go You're i right. appreciate you appreciate your advice all right okay. thank
1: you very much it is uh that is uh it's not really an issue it's no. just uh, a thing we run into.
9: Well, and, and it's hard to
3: trade out stuff because you feel sometimes like you're getting the better deal and they feel like they're getting the better deal. Or It's it's hard to put a value on it. And we don't usually do that. On either. the trade so, out where yeah. I said
1: he'd yeah. cut his. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That was stupid. I just was saying that. Just first lost moment.
3: your brain there for I, a minute. I did. I did. Yeah. It
1: fell out of my right ear, and I've tucked <laughs> it back in. And, and, and you're right about all that. But you know that I have struggled with the old guys that want AMSOIL. OK. We don't sell Amsoil. That's a, a multi-level marketing thing. Okay. So what am I going to say to them? Am I going to lose all their other business because they bring Amsoil and they want Amsoil? Yeah. Amsoil is no better. And certainly there it, it is no better and no worse than the premium oils we sell from Chevron. Yeah. But the idea is, is that so. So, folks, there are. I mean, I'm a reasonable. Am I not a reasonable person? Most days. To everybody else Most I am. Most days, yeah. yeah. And, but the idea is, is you got to bend. Right. And you got to be flexible. And the oil is the one thing I no longer fight with. Okay. I mean, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I put in there, it's okay, he's going to bring six quarts of oil. You put right. it in his car and we're done. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just going to hunt on that one. It's Mm -hmm. just one of those things that you do. But this is kind of the business decisions. Yeah. These are not ones you make. They're ones I make because I make the hard ones and you make the easy ones.
3: Goodbye. We're going to (laughs) take a break now. We'll see you right after the hour.
0: The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon, and in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. This is attorney William J.
8: Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum. Heard every Sunday at noon here on 960
1: The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jolovitz will host attorney and Israel expert Farley Weiss to discuss peace with the Palestinian state. Possible,
8: improbable, or impossible. Don't miss this timely and very important show.
7: That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriots. This is Michael Medved for TownHall.com. A survey of opinion on the Middle East brings good news to Israel and bad news for Democrats. The Pew Center asked the question in the dispute between Israel and the Palestinians, who do you sympathize with? Among every gender, every racial or religious group, every age or educational level, Americans strongly sided with Israelis. Only one political group, self-identified Democrats, split nearly evenly between sympathies for Israel and the Palestinians, with 27% for the Jewish state, 26% for the Palestinians. By contrast, Republicans backed Israel by a lopsided ratio of 13 to 1, while independence favored the Jewish state by nearly 3 to 1. What puts Democrats so badly out of the mainstream? In fact, it's the moral relativism that's infected contemporary liberalism, leaving the left reluctant to ever say one side's right and the other's wrong. Moreover, Israelis and Americans share a reverence for three institutions many liberals instinctively distrust, the military, business, and traditional faith. I'm Michael Medved
8: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 45 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. i got my hands full right now, so let me just tell you real quick. There was a gentleman that called in, and uh, he talked about, does high-octane gas help keep your engine oil cleaner? And the answer is no, there's no relationship. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between high-octane or premium and regular? Do you know?
3: yeah the price is what I know that's okay. about it, it. <laughs> it but that's more
1: than that here's I know. the deal There is. I have a balloon in my hand okay okay i'm and it's inflated, and i'm going to hit it with a pin okay The explosion is blink of an eye or less right yes it's fast right but if I take the balloon that's fully inflated and I don't tie the neck off and I let it go, it goes okay all over right right so in, in a sense, that's what's the difference between premium, premium gas and regular gas. Premium gas, the explosion in milliseconds, a millionth of a second, the, the, ex- the explosion might be two or three milliseconds. Fast. So it's, it's, it's an explosion that lasts two or three milliseconds longer. Okay. A premium or a, a regular is b- the blink of an eye. Okay. It's just a boom instead of a boom. Okay. So there's a little bit more power created by premium, but I can tell you this, and you know this. Yes. You filled up my gasoline-powered cars many times, and you didn't tell me whether you put regular or premium. Right. I never, I had a 50-50 chance of guessing, but I truly, I told you, I've admitted this before, I never knew. Right. And that was a Jaguar that had a blower on it, which was your car.
3: That was the only one that I could ever tell the difference. The other ones,
1: most of the time, uh, you can't tell the difference. That's a very high-performance car. Now, in the Camaro that we have that's got a blower on it, that one I can tell. Okay. And I always put premium in that one because they're high performance. But these are cars that are pumping out six or seven hundred horsepower. Right. Okay, they're well, not quite that high. I'm gonna say four to five. Okay. Four to five hundred horsepower. Mm-hmm. So it's different okay. than the Kia Sportage right. and the Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of cars. And if the car has normally aspirated, it doesn't have a blower or a turbocharger on it, then then most of the time you can use it. But the key here is is we do what we did. Right. You took my truck and filled it up, and I mm. took your truck, and we wouldn't tell each other what they had, and our ge- we were unable to guess. It, it, but your Jaguar goes back to 2001. Right. So, so back then we could tell. It's, it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. And then last but not least, okay. Thompson's Auto Repair. Mm-hmm. Thompson's is in Mesa. They're on Main Street and Stapley just east. They've been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma own Thompson's Auto Repair. They have ASC certified technicians. They really do a good job. We like Brian and Thelma because when you meet them, I'm going to tell you now, these are exactly the kind of people that you pray for to be in your neighborhood. They're givers. They're not takers. Brian has an air compressor, so any kid in the neighborhood that needs his bike tires aired up, Brian's going to do it. No matter what time of the day or night the, do- the doorbell rings. Brian and Thelma are the salt of the earth, as, as many of our owners are in our best car repair shops. But Thompson's Auto Repair is the only place in Mesa where Mark Salem says that's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Last but not least, ladies. I'm going to go to the phones. Last but not least, ladies, listen to me carefully. When you go in for the repair and, and they tell you their diagnostic has said that the mass airflow sensor is bad, you've got to look them in the eye and you say, I don't want to be guessing with my money, so I want you to assure me that the mass airflow sensor is going to turn off the check engine light and eliminate my drivability problem. Because if it we're guessing, we're guessing with your money, not mine. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't care if that's a dealership or chain loop, quick loop store, or if it's a chain auto repair store or if it's an independent. That's what you say. I'm not guessing with my money. If we guess, we're guessing with yours, Mr. Mm -hmm. Service Writer or Mrs. Service Writer. Then if they give you a laundry list of things to do, you just politely say in a very feminine way, oh, my husband, he's going to want this in writing. So just write down everything or take my repair order and circle everything. And I I need prices on everything. And then at the bottom, just kind of sign your name, but sign it where I can read it and put your phone number there. So if I want to make an appointment, I can come back. Mm -hmm. Folks, if that list is solid BS, there's no way in the world, there's no way in God's green earth that they're going to sign their name to that mm-hmm. document. Because if that, if that list of document stuff is all bogus and it in your car doesn't need that, but that was presented by the technician who's interested in taking money out of your pocket and put in his, his, then that's going there's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things the ladies can do. Sure. righty, Joe, thank you for holding. How can I help you?
2: Okay, I have a ninety six Plymouth sedan with a single overhead cam and uh about a month ago the uh, timing belt went on me. Okay. I had it I had it towed into a shop that was recommended to me by a friend. Okay. And um they put a new belt on to check the engine to see if it was an interference engine. They said yes it was and number one cylinder was zero pressure. Okay. So um I've had this car a long time. I knew the original owner, and uh, I knew what shape it was in, so I said, okay, go ahead and uh, put a new head on it. So he ended up doing the timing belt and what else needed to be there, the um, um, water pump. Okay. Put a new head on it. I picked it up uh, yesterday, and I noticed immediately that the idle was very, very rough. In fact, it would even stall out. And he said that that was because it The EGR was carboned up, and um, that needed to be replaced. He said they had shaken some carbon out of it and unstuck it, and uh, the higher RPMs were okay. From 10 to 1,200 RPM up, it was okay. I said, well, I'll change the EGR myself. So I brought it home, and still got that very rough idle. Uh, RPM is okay. I've not driven it since. I was going to get a new EGR and put on. Um, those are the symptoms. Tell me what's going on.
1: Well, I I don't know what's going on, but um, you have to make a decision here pretty quick. What you're going to do? Um, I would take it back to him and say, if you're so doggone sure it's an EGR, then why don't you put an EGR on it and and um, and let me well, drive it for three or four days because I feel real confident that I'm going to be able to uh, tell the difference. And so
2: he wanted over, over two hundred bucks to put it, an EGR
1: on. Well, I mean, what choice have you got? You only got two well, choices. Good. Take it someplace else. I don't think that's a good idea right now. Or you put a you put an EGR on it or he puts an EGR on it. It's, it's you only have those three choices. First of all, okay. Um <laughs> An EGR causes the engine to stumble and die because we have a huge vacuum leak created by the EGR that's open. If you pull the vacuum line off the EGR and put a pencil in the vacuum line and then you take a hammer and just gently tap the top of the EGR, almost always that will close it. Now if it's got a piece of carbon underneath there, think about this. We have this big um, open and close valve. So if we have a piece of carbon underneath it when it's closed, when it opens up, wouldn't that piece of carbon kind of blow on through?
2: Oh, well, that's what I think, too.
1: Yeah. So, and, and I'll tell you something else. That engine better have between 16 and 18 inches of vacuum when it's sitting there. And if it doesn't and it has 13 inches of vacuum, then I'm going to guess that he got the the timing belt on wrong, mm-hmm. which is something my technicians have done from time to time. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I,
3: it just sounds How about wrong. the power? Is the power different, better, worse?
2: Uh, not as good as it had been before the timing belt
1: went. Okay. All right. So you got bent valves, and he put a head on it. I would probably just put a valve in it. But the bottom line is is I can't tell you what's wrong with it. I can tell you that I think you should take it back to him and say, hey, look, it, I didn't have this problem at the very beginning before this, this thing failed. If you think it's an EGR, put one on it. Tell me how much it is, and I want to drive it for four or five days. That's all I want to do, okay. and then I'll come back and pay you for it. So, and but if not, i want my, I want to take my old valve when I leave here, because if it doesn't fix it, I want to bring it back, and I want you to take your new valve off and put my old valve on, and then let's go at it again now it, or you can get mad at him, but you have to give him a chance or two to fix his problem, and if he can't, then then and only, then you should take it someplace else, and make sure you document right. everything with pictures, you have them diagnose it, and you hold their feet to the same fire. I ain't paying for guessing, Mr. Big Shot, mm-hmm. fix the car. And he comes back and says the timing belt's off a tooth or two. It's only got 13 inches of vacuum. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to reset the timing belt or you want to take it back to shop number A? And that's going to be a tough decision for you to make. You might call shop A and say, hey, he says this other shop says the timing belt's off a tooth or two and, and it's only got 13 inches of vacuum. Do you want to reset the timing belt or do you want to give me a credit on my bill? to uh, have him reset the timing belt. And if the shop owner says to you, well, if he resets the timing belt, how do we know he reset it and he just didn't plug something in and going to charge me, you know, $300? And you say, I'm giving you an opportunity. You got two choices here, buddy. Either I bring it back to you and you reset the timing belt for free, or I'm going to have him do it. And if it fixes my car, I'm going to ask you to pay the bill. And if you don't pay the bill, then I'm going to dispute my credit card charge and I'm going to ask him not to pay you, and then I'm going to ask for a credit from you, and then I'll release the rest of the money. That's plan hardball.
2: Okay, that's exactly what I needed to hear.
1: All right, good luck to you, good luck to you. Not too long ago, as you know, mm-hmm. a guy brings a truck in to us, and the story goes this way. He took it to a transmission shop for an oil leak in the differential. Right. The transmission shop says that... Um, they They took it apart and they found some metal in it, so it might need more work mm-hmm. so lo and behold, they called back and said it need more work, so they charged seven hundred or nine hundred fifty dollars to rebuild the rear end. He says, "When I picked the truck up, it had a noise it never had before, and the noise did not come and go. As long as the rear wheels were moving, I had a noise, Mm -hmm. a noise I never had before. All I took it in for was a little bitty oil leak at the front seal of the differential, and now I have a noise that I never had before. So he takes it back and blah, blah, blah. They don't do nothing. Mm -hmm. So he takes it to our shop. Mm -hmm. We rebuild the rear end for $2,300, but we look at the ticket. The ticket shows a brand-new ring and pinion, and none of us agree that that ring and pinion was brand new. Mm Mm-hmm. We also know that the torque specification on the big pinion nut is 20 pounds, and it took 150 to break it loose. I was going to
3: say, it should be, what we say, 15, 15 to 19? Yeah, 15
1: to 19. I'm calling it, can I round off a number? Yeah, okay. All right. So I about just,
3: 20 pounds of
1: torque. It should have had, And yeah. it took 150 to get it off. So somebody put the nut on with an air gun. Mm-hmm. That's the only time. So we get inside, and it's a mess. So we gave him all of his parts back. And we wrote up a very detailed work order. And then we said, go drive it because you don't even have to pay for it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He's been a customer of ours one time five years ago. right? So he drove it and he comes back. He goes, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone and it's perfect. I said, okay, pay the bill. We gave him all his parts back and everything. He goes to the shop. They tell him to go pound sand. Right. He paid cash for the for the $900 repair. Mm-hmm. So he went in for what should have been a $200 oil leak. Right. He leaves with a $900 bill with them and a $2,300 bill from us. Scary. He's in trouble. Yep. The problem is, is there's significant evidence of fraud here. Mm-hmm. And then when he asked for a copy of the receipt for the new ring and pinion, the shop owner gave him a variety of excuses why he couldn't produce one. Right. So if this guy goes to the attorney general's office and they file fraud charges against the shop owner, he's going to think hail's come down on him. Right. Uh, but the good news is the truck is fixed. And obviously we're in the middle of it. Sure. I don't like being in the middle of it. No. Nope. All right. But that's what big boys get paid the big bucks for. Yeah. Automatic Transmission Exchange is a good shop in Phoenix. They're on Washington Street at 40th. They've been around since 1968 and Phil is a good guy. So if you need transmission shop and you're in Central Phoenix, then may I suggest Automatic Transmission Exchange in Phoenix. I'll see you next Saturday here at 10.